G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Ron Ross is our Middle East correspondent and he's joining me once again. How are you going, Ron? Very well indeed. Well, there's workings happening again, all to do with the Hezbollah leader at the moment and what's happening in the fight against ISIS. Fill us in. Yes, uh, Hassan Nasrallah has called on the region to fight against the Islamic State group. He did that at the weekend. He dismissed the US-led coalition fighting against ISIS, saying they were rather uh, dismal in their work. Uh, He said the number of attacks the international coalition conducted in a few months is less than what Israel did in uh, in less time in Lebanon and Gaza. So he was saying that the Israel uh, response in the past was much more efficient than is happening from the U.S.-led coalition right now. His speech was broadcast to thousands of supporters, and uh, he he was marking 15 years since the Israel Defense Force withdrawal from southern uh, Lebanon. He stressed that sitting and waiting for the Islamic State to attack was not an option. We must take the initiative and look for options to fight these armed organisations. He said, today we're facing a kind of danger that's unprecedented in history, which is targeting humanity itself. Uh, Apart from the fact that he also wants to wipe Israel off the map, uh, much of what he said is spot on, and I wish it was made by a Western leader. It's interesting, too, that the relations between the US and Israel in recent days have been quite strained, and yet just recently Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu came out and thanked the US for blocking an Egyptian move at the UN. What's the, what's the backstory there? Yeah, it, it was marked in the Israeli media as a rather a u- unique event in recent times that Benjamin Netanyahu should uh, specifically thank the U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry for blocking an Egyptian-led drive on a possible Middle East nuclear arms ban at a United Nations conference. It was a rare message of thanks from Netanyahu. The United States on Friday blocked a global document aimed at ridding the world of nuclear weapons, saying Egypt and other states tried to cynically manipulate the process by setting a deadline for Israel and its neighbours to meet within months on a Middle East zone free of such weapons. Israel is not party to the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty and has never publicly declared what it's widely considered to be a very extensive nuclear weapons program, Uh, but the United States kept its commitment to Israel by preventing a Middle East resolution that would single out Israel and ignore its security interests and threats posed to it by an increasingly turbulent Middle East, an Israeli official said. So uh, good to see uh, uh, smiles between the US and Israel. See how long it lasts. Yes. 
All right. Now, of course, nuclear weapons aside, the threat of ISIS is still very real, as as we've talked about, and uh, Israel needs to be defended there. And there's some talk now that ISIS is attempting to attack Israel from the inside. Yes, there's been a couple of comments in uh, the past five days that have indicated that within the Israeli Arab population, there are some who may be sympathetic to ISIS. Uh, And now more recently, the Jerusalem City Council member, Arya King, has come out and spoke about that specifically. He said, every few days, there's a terror attack now in Jerusalem. Rock attacks, stabbings, pogroms on the Mount of Olives, firebombs, large bomb attacks and worse. He said just this week they threw rocks at police and firecrackers at Jewish pedestrians. The only solution is a greater police presence in Arab neighbourhoods. They need patrols to keep the roads open to the Mount of Olives where many go to visit their loved ones interred there. Police also need to increase their effectiveness among residents of these neighbourhoods, he said. They're not afraid of police and therefore do what they want even when police are there during the day and how much more so at night when there are no police, no authorities, no police, no law. Uh, That uh, concern is uh, repeated by many others who are considering the fact that ISIS may soon cause a major catastrophe in Jerusalem and it will emanate from within the Israeli Arab population rather than an over-the-border attack. What about Hamas? How do they feel about ISIS? Well, it's it's quite weird to watch the fact that Israel and Hamas are facing a common enemy at the moment in Gaza. Hamas is a US-designated terrorist organisation and it controls the Islamic enclave in Israel and fought a vicious 50-day war against Israel last summer. In recent weeks, jihadi groups loyal to ISIS have exchanged gun and rocket fire with Hamas authorities, planted bombs in public buildings and threatened an all-out war with the Gaza government. Hamas reportedly blew up a mosque believed to be a base for ISIS loyalists and has detained significant number of suspects. In light of Hamas' latest action, we renew our allegiance to ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi and call on him to strengthen his influence to open a war in Palestine in order to unite together in a war against the Jews and their accomplice. Uh, so uh, was a statement that was released by the ISIS leaders. They said that Hamas is brutal enough and determined enough to meet our challenge. ISIS has now expanded beyond Iraq and Syria and into Yemen, Libya, Egypt and Somalia. And although Palestinian leaders refuse to publicly acknowledge an ISIS presence threat in Gaza, the group's black flag is now often seen there. So it's interesting to see that Hamas and Israel may eventually have to fight the same enemy. That's, that's astounding, isn't it? Because you are talking, I mean, Hamas is a terrorist group. It is indeed, but uh, unfortunately, well, I don't know. But terrorists have to fight to maintain power and authority. And in the thug world, there's always another thug who wants to prove that they're a bigger thug and to gain, gain more territory and uh, more control. And so they're always at risk of opposing thugs 
attacking them. All right, let's switch to something a little bit lighter. I know that you are a mad sport fan and um, soccer, no doubt, is one of those things that you enjoy, but the Palestinian Authority, they don't want Israel involved with the world soccer body FIFA anymore. No, the guy's name is Jibril Rajoub, the head of the Palestinian Football Association and a member of the Fatah Central Committee, and he's recently submitted a proposal to FIFA the uh, world soccer body, to have Israel suspended from the organisation. In March 2015, Rajoub submitted a proposal to FIFA seeking to have Israel suspended. The proposal can only be accepted with a three-quarters majority of FIFA members. That's 156 out of 209. Uh, On May 4th, 2015, FIFA announced that it received the Palestinian proposal and uh, the issue will be discussed at a meeting set to be held in Zurich this week, May 29. Uh, So, I mean, the world could stop. But it's that simple, is it? Somebody just needs to apply and say, I don't think they should be part of it anymore and the proposal's put up. Well, I think this is either the second or third time that the Palestinian group have tried to get uh, Israel removed. But, of course, it often happens in international sport that Arab teams playing against Israel just either don't turn up or won't shake hands and all that sort of stuff. All right. That is Ron Ross, our Middle East correspondent, covering everything today from what's going on in the Middle East to what's going on in the world of sport. Always good to chat, Ron. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.